0: Escape. I wrote my mom a
1: letter. And this is what I said.
0: Wella well oh, well, 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 well. I washed all the dishes and I did a lot more. I even bought the dinner at the grocery store. And now mom you find the key next door. This little girl's gonna rock. I left some biscuits for the pup. I put fresh water in his cup, and now I'm off. I'm going to live it up, For this little girl's going to rock. Well, I'll be home about 12 tonight, and not a minute, minute, minute later. Don't forget the front door light, but well, that's all for now. I'll see you later, mate, or you'll find anything that you want it done. am off to meet that special one, and boy, oh boy, will we have fun. You'll find you that you want it done. I'm off to meet that special one. Boy, oh boy, will we have fun? Cause this little girl don't rock. Yeah. This little
2: You're listening to CITR Radio FM 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, and it's time right now for the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show. And who do we have in the studio right now? Hello, are you there? <laughs> Hello, Ed! Who Hi. are you? Who are you, Ed? Please explain. Who are you? Oh, I'm a crazy local record collector. And what are you
3: doing today on an Nardwarta Human Serviette Radio Show? Thank you for coming out. Oh, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Well, these little girls are going rockin'. These are the first ladies of rock and roll. And uh, we started off the, the show there with uh, Ruth Brown from uh, september 1958 uh, that actually was her biggest hot 100 hit uh, clocked in at number 24 for for uh 10 weeks on the r&b charts it was bigger it was number seven and guess what it even clicked in vancouver bc canada kind of low but still it was it was on the chart at number 52 And this particular show is provided via your record box. You've also
2: named the show and you've subtitled the show a bit more about your record box. Where did you get your record box and how long did it take for you to assemble all these records? The name of the show is This Little Girl's Gone Rockin', the first ladies of rock and roll, roughly 53 to roughly 1959.
3: That'll be the uh, the span of the show. Actually, we're, when uh, when we get back to it uh, to the music, we're gonna we're gonna start off with a couple roses that uh, sort of predate rock and roll, um, but were inspirations for, for the girl rockers that took, that came after them.
2: Ed, you didn't mention about your box. Your box is legendary. Oh, the, the
3: box. Well, let's see. Where's the camera? We we need to put it on the camera so that people can see it on the internet here at home. Uh, it's a 2015. We uh, haven't got pictures yet here. Where's the camera? We will in the new studio. We will probably. Is it coming?
2: I'm sure people would love to see photos of our naked butts right now as we broadcast <laughs> naked.
3: Well, I, th- I was, uh, thought you'd see the, uh, the, my beautiful metal 45 RPM carrier that used to belong to Al Rouge, who owned Aragon Records, the Vancouver's first independent record company
2: ed lasco today as part of ah! this little girls gone rockin the first ladies of rock and roll on the nardwardy human serviette radio show so we began with ruth brown with this little girl's gone rockin any yep. more about ruth brown before we get into the well, sista
3: she was born uh, ruth weston on january 30th 1928 in portsmouth virginia she had her first hit record in uh, 1949 she was, uh, was atlantic's Top-selling artist of the 50s. Imagine she outsold uh, Ray Charles and everybody else. She had 24 R&B hits, 7 Hot 100 hits. She was in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 1993. That one was, um, uh, you know, I don't have the benefit of having the record in front of me, but I think she co-wrote that record herself with King Curtis, who blew sax on that uh, session.
2: And coming up, Ed, we have the sister.
3: We're going to play a couple roses for you. So the first one we're going to play, you know, Nardwar came up with a real good question for me a couple of years ago. He said, Ed, who's the first uh, female hot guitar player? And it took me a few months before I came up with the answer. And, And the answer is Sister Rosetta Thorpe. Um, she started off with, uh, Lucky Milner and, and was, or excuse me, with Cab Calloway in 1940. She was with Lucky Milner in 41, 42. Um, she teamed up with uh, Sister Marie Knight, uh, sometimes known as Sister Marie Knight. Uh, she, they were partners um, on stage and between the sheets uh, from 47 to 54. She was born Rosetta Newbin in 1959 in Cotton Plant, Arkansas. Guitarist and vocals. I've got a real neat picture from from about this time period where she's playing a Les Paul. And this one is uh, called "I Just Couldn't Be Contended from January 1953. On the Nardwuar Human Serviette radio show, this little girl's
2: gone a rockin'. The first ladies of rock and roll, 1953 to 1959, with special guest DJ Eddie J. <laughs>
4: I I'm moan I'm and I I'm I'm moan, I moan all night long. I moan and I moan until I found the Lord. My soul, rest, good, rest, yes, my soul. Just, good, rest, well, well, my soul. Just could rest continue. until I found the Lord. I found the Lord. my soul, goodness, goodness. my soul, goodness, goodness, goodness. my soul, my oh, yeah. soul, I I my soul, my I I and I soul, my soul, my soul, my I I talked my I I soul, I I my
0: Walking down the street with my head hanging low, my bottle is empty, didn't have no dough. I got to go. Where are you
5: going?
0: I got to go. <laughs> I got to go and lose these mean hangover blues. I got to go, around the corner. <laughs> I got to go, I got to go and lose these mean hangover blues. was on a spree. I thought I heard my baby calling me. I got to go. I got to go. I got to go and lose these mean hangover blues.
4: Here comes Don Juan with that wild fiddle of his. He's playing so wild you don't even know what he's playing. (laughs)
0: you back, baby, if you drank no more. Give me my hat and show me the door. I got to go. Where? I got to go. I got to go and lose these mean hangover blues.
2: You're still listening to the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show with special guest DJ Crazy, yeah. and we are doing this little girl's gone rockin'. The first ladies of rock and roll, nineteen fifty-three to nineteen fifty-nine. And what did we just hear in that last little set there?
3: We just heard the most colorful hillbilly band in America. That was the Maddox Brothers and Rose. And Maddox Brothers were Cal, Henry, Fred, and Dawn. They cut uh, first started cutting for four-star in 47. Uh Rose was uh, born Rose Lee Brogdon on August fifteenth, 1925, near Bowes, Alabama. And uh, she was raised in Bakersfield, California, where the whole troop, uh Moved, and uh, they decided they didn't like to work. Can you imagine that, Nordware? They didn't like to work. They'd rather go and play music. Can you believe that? Unbelievable. It works for us, though. Thank you. <laughs> yes, thank, thanks indeed. Uh, the the brothers' band broke up in, uh, in 1959. Actually, uh, Rose started having uh, country and western hits uh, uh, after... The fact after uh, after playing with these guys uh you know for like i say started in 47 and all through the 50s recorded just a raft of uh records for four star and then after that with uh columbia and just piles and piles of really great rockabilly stuff none of which ever got to be hits uh, she appeared on the uh, Louisiana uh, try it again Louisiana Hayride with Elvis Presley uh, back back in the early days. Was that your story about them? Um, well, uh, actually, I met uh, Rose Maddox. Uh, she was playing the Vancouver Folk Music Festival in uh, July 1982. And I talked to her, I, I got her to autograph the, the sleeve for this very record. And when I showed it to her, she said, when did that come out? And she was very surprised that she had a a release on Decca Records. And actually, there was more than one, but this was cut for four star and then leased to Decca. Um, The song itself was written by um, Hank Williams. Oh, and by the way, when we started off with uh, This Little Girl's Gone Rockin', I knew it was written by somebody kind of outstanding. And actually, <clears throat> I had part of it right. It was uh, co-written with uh, King Curtis. But the other guy on the, the, the on the writer's credit was Bobby Darren. <clears throat>
2: and before that, some Sister Rosetta Sharp Tharp. And Tharp. 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 People might be able to check her out on YouTube, right? There's some great clips there.
3: Yes, there is certainly is. There's a lot on her. Um, I think a bunch of her in London, England. And we heard her doing the guitar solo because for this show today that we're doing,
2: this little girl's gone rock and the first lady's rock and roll. Most of it is singing. Not many of them are playing guitar, right? Correct. But Sista, she was playing the guitar there and you could hear the
3: solo. That's right. And that was her on, uh, pl- uh, on the solo and probably playing that uh, hot little uh, Les Paul Jr. that I was talking about. And coming up right now, we have Laverne Baker. Well, you know, uh, as as we talk about the rock and roll, before there was the rock and roll girls, or before rock and roll came to prominence, we had a bunch of girls that were already in the music business, and um, and some of which were uh, were well known, already had hit records, and of course Ruth Brown was was one of them, and she had her first hit in in, uh, in forty nine. Um, and there was, uh, you know, a, a raft of them. And of course, it, you know, as the fifties went along, all the black people started, um, uh, turn, turning their attention to Fats Domino, Little Richard and Chuck Berry, uh, all of whom were leading the way and showing, uh, black artists that if they changed their sound a little bit, tweaked it from rhythm and blues into rock and roll, they could have hit records And so we're going to start playing some of these uh, gals who were uh, rhythm and blues uh, gals that uh, later started doing rock and roll. And the first one here is Laverne Baker. Uh, She was born Dolores Williams uh, on November 11th, 1929, in Chicago. She died on March uh, 10th, uh, 97, at the age of 67. She had 20 Hot 100 Hits. She recorded as Little Miss Sharecropper and B Baker. She was uh, inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 1991. And on the RB side of things, she had 21 RB hits. Uh, this is a, what we're going to play right now. Actually, this one came out in uh, November 1960. So we do touch on the 60s here. Uh, this one was uh, re- clocked on the Hot 100 at 90. 90- or excuse me, number 46 for 11 weeks. Um, didn't uh, hit uh, on the r and charts. It didn't hit in Vancouver, but in uh, Toronto, it was a number 24 hit, uh, number 24 for eight weeks. So here we go. This is Bumblebee, Laverne Baker.
2: On an Nardwarta Human Serviette Radio Show, This Little Girl's Gone Rockin', the first ladies of rock and roll, 1953 to 1959, with special guest DJ... Eddie DJ! DJ!
4: I'm going to have to put you down You've been turning me like a child. You know you've hurt me once before You'll never hurt me anymore Bumblebee. I gave you love as sweet as honey. My life, my soul, and all my money. You didn't seem to realize you had a home in paradise. Shoey,
5: you hurt me like a bee.
4: A bumblebee, an evil bumblebee. Don't you know I cry? Just one kiss before you go Don't ever come back no more Now, baby, there's no need of crying I'm sick and tired of your lying You know you hurt my heart again I'm sorry, baby, it's the end shoo you hurt me like a bee a bumblebee a evil bumblebee oh, Sorry, baby, it's the
5: shot, end. Shut you hurt me like a bee.
4: A bumblebee, an evil bumblebee.
5: Shut, shut.
4: Hey baby! What do I have to do? make you love me too
0: I got to roll
2: still listening to the nardwar the human serviette radio show with special guest host eddie j and eddie j what are we doing today this little girl's gone
3: rockin the first ladies of rock and roll
2: 53
3: to 59 we actually played one from 60 you know from november 60 and there might be one before 53 too right snuck in there no no absolutely not
2: (laughs) And we just heard some Dorothy Collins, a Canadian.
3: Yes, that was the Dorothy Collins was, uh, let's see, she was born in Windsor, Ontario. And on November 18th, 1926, she died on July 21st, 1994 in Water New York. Um, she started recording in the 40s, recorded for national MGM, Decca. Uh, she had four hot hundred hits. She was the uh, featured vocalist of the TV show Your Hit Parade, and what we just heard was the the first female Canadian rock and roll song and this was a revelation like you discovered this yes I did I started collecting the records just hoping that I would find something like this and and of course uh, as I collected them all when I got this one I just went wow so this is from February 55 this was a cover of um, one of uh, Laverne Baker Baker's big hits And um, let's see, uh, Dorothy was uh, an actress uh, as well. She was nominated for a Tony Award for the Best Performance by a Leading Actress in a Musical. So there you go. So, and before that, we had um, Donna Hightower who started recording for DECA in the early 50s as little Donna Hightower. So she was quite young. And um, she was... um, um, of course, a, a rhythm and blues artist. She never had a hit record, uh, not on the R&B charts, not on the Hot 100 charts, no nothing. But I just love that record. She's uh, got a hot rod Ford and a collection of rock and roll. She did uh, R&B, of course, uh, soul and jazz in, in her career. I, I know uh, every once in a while I, I run across one of her records on uh, the Canadian eBay because it was sung in French, so it came out for the uh, French-Canadian market. And we started that set off with um, Etta James. She was born James Edda Hawkins in Los Angeles, California, January twenty fifth, 1938. And that was a huge hit. And, of course, uh, she had 28 Hot 100 hits, 30 R&B hits. So Miss Peaches, as she was known as, was uh, very famous. She first recorded for Modern in 54. That one uh, was a hit in January 55. She was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 1993. And uh, that one was an R&B hit. It was uh, number two for 17 weeks. So a huge, huge hit. Uh didn't chart on the Hot 100 charts. It was an answer song to Work With Me Annie. Do you know that song by uh, the Midnighters, um, Hank Ballard? I do know that one. And, of course, Work With Me Annie is a euphemism for have sex with me. And uh, George Gibbs had a million seller with a cover on that one. And now we're going to move on.
2: As part of This Little Girl's Gone Rockin', the first ladies of rock and roll. 1953 to 1959, maybe plus one, with special guest DJ Eddie J. And what do we have right now coming up?
3: We're going to play an Alvadeen Coker that goes all the way back to February 55. Um, Alvadeen had uh, four records for the Abbott Record Company, and this is the the fourth one. So I'm not sure what was in the groove for the first three. Probably uh, not very interesting country and western. I remember one time I was here and... Hardware showed me a picture of the Coker family, and I went, "Oh, I was wondering if those guys were related." And of course, they were. There was Sandy Coker, who was a uh, guitar player, and Al Coker, who had a rockabilly class, semi-classic, I guess, with with a thing called "Don't Go." But here's Albertine Coker. We're gonna bop from February nineteen fifty-five as part of "This Little Girl's
2: Gone Rockin'" with guest DJ Crazy. Doing the first ladies of Rockin' Roll!
0: tricks try number seven a little bit of heaven go number eight getting sort of late rock number nine had me a time took a spin number ten that's ten cats down and none to go hey Hey,
2: you're still listening to the nardwar the human serviette radio show with special guest dj crazy Little Girls Gone Rockin'. What exactly are we doing here today, Ed? The First Ladies of Rock and Roll. 1953 to 1959, Baby Plus One. And who did we just hear in that last set there, Ed? Well,
3: that was cut for the, the infamous Sun Record Company of Memphis, Tennessee. And uh, Sam Phillips didn't cut too many uh, gal singers, but uh, the Miller Sisters that we just heard there... Um, we're good for two records that was the second um, the first one was straight country and western they were actually sister-in-laws and that came out on sun 255 and the the previous uh, cut was i need a man by barbara Pittman, which came out on sun 253 um, lately on ebay that record has been going for a lot of money um, 250 uh, might not buy it if it was in mint condition and um, let's see. With- well, With Barbara Pittman, that was issued on a Canadian label as well.
2: Yes, indeed. So Sun Records had a deal with... Canadian labels?
3: Quality records, that's correct, yes. did, did
2: everything from Sun come out on quality? No. Um, in
3: 1959, the, the deal lapsed and Sun signed a, uh, a contract with London Records. So the later uh, Sun Records came out on uh, London Records.
2: Was there any gap at all in between the two deals? The stuff that no. didn't come out?
3: No, in fact, uh, it o- it overlapped. Uh, in fact, um, since you mentioned it, I'm looking for uh, a record that we think doesn't exist, but the quality n- number was uh, issued on it. But every copy comes up, uh, always comes up on London Records, and that was uh, Johnny Cash Records, Straight A's in Love. So if you got a copy at home, sell it to me. Phone phone hardware, get in touch with them, and tell them, and... I've got that record for you. And all I want is uh, 50 cents. The Miller sisters, Barbara Pittman,
2: and... Is there any more stuff you have about Barbara Pittman, any more information? Is that about it?
3: Well, you know, um, uh, when that record was cut, uh, Sam Phillips got uh, Barbara a, uh, a gig with uh, uh, Dick Clark's American Bandstand. And this this kind of demonstrates how rough it was for, for females back in the 50s try, trying to do rock and roll. Um, Barbara was a well-built girl as they say and um you know sam introduced her to uh to dick clark and after the introduction the two guys sat there grinning at each other like fools and poor barbara you know she must have been so embarrassed but anyway so that's how it was nobody knew how to handle uh girl rock and rollers and uh and of course that was a flat-out rockabilly and um, you know uh, nobody had hits with Rockabilly's. Well, almost nobody. There were two girls that had hits with Rockabilly's, but uh, and they'll be coming up in the next set. But um, um, Barbara got to uh, record a, a couple more sessions for for uh, for Sam Phillips, but uh, never had anything like a hit record. And um, before that, we had Charlene Arthur, and Charlene's quite interesting in a way. Uh, she had a, uh, a career with RCA records, uh, cutting country records, and then, of course, along comes a guy named Elvis Presley, and Charlene jumps on it. She was, she's a, really, in a way, the first uh, gal to be cutting rock and roll records. Uh, because uh, she was cutting already uh, by late 55 like I say she was hanging out with Elvis and I think she did some shows with him she was a regular on the Big D Jamboree KRLD from Dallas Texas she was born Charlene Highsmith in Henrietta Texas died in 1987 The deal with Charlene was that she was not a particularly good-looking girl. So uh, um, as soon as RCA found somebody with the same kind of pipes but was a better-looking femme, uh, they they let Charlene go, and it practically happened at the same time. Uh, So they, they dumped Charlene, and they picked up Janice Morton. Um, What we heard there was Hello Baby from uh, April 57, which in spite of uh, most of Charlene's catalog being recorded for RCA, was recorded for a small little uh, rockabilly outfit called Coin Records. And so now we're going to go to to the gal that replaced her on RCA, Janice Morton. Janice Morton recorded a, a whole slew of just fabulous rockabilly records for for rca and it's really weird her first record jumps up the charts to number 50 and is on the hot 100 for one week and then dies and uh, that that's just so strange there's got to be a story to that i did talk to janice one time and uh, of course janice uh, was started to be venerated uh, in the 90s um when uh, the Rockabilly uh, Revival was on and and she was touring Europe and Hemsley over in England and around the, the States. Uh, I asked her if she was having a better time in... Uh, in in the 2000s than she was in the 50s and she said yes indeed uh she, she felt that she was finally getting her due she was born march 27 1940 in sutherland virginia and she died september 3rd 2007 she was uh, because she was on elvis's later label she was um she was known as the female Elvis. Other uh, women, other girls, j- try to uh, brand themselves the female Elvis, and of course, it wouldn't stick because uh, they wouldn't they wouldn't let them uh, use that uh, characterization. So this is uh, this what we're going to hear uh, right now is a song that came out in September '58, and um, I first heard it live. I couldn't believe it uh, when I heard this. Um, I was trying real hard to keep my composure it's it's amazing to me that the rca would have let her record a song called bang bang nowhere what does bang mean well i was gonna
2: actually ask you Led, led a couple other as i'm stumbling here with bang bang what years were rockabilly actually existent what are the years of rockabilly
3: well, Rock and Billy was recorded um, on and off all, all the way from its inception uh, to, to uh, you know, yesterday or today probably. But um, as far as being popular and uh, and actually having a chance to have a hit record with it, it was only um, a very brief kind of a fad. It was uh, maybe the last three months of 55 and the first six months of 56. Uh, from then on... Uh, no, uh, it had to be rock and roll and rock and roll was another step towards rhythm and blues. And what that meant was probably having a sax in it or uh, a smooth pop chorus.
2: So what is rockabilly defined as no saxophone?
3: Rock and, uh, rockabilly is defined as a music that's halfway between hillbilly and rock and roll and uh saxophone was uh uh, an instrument used in rhythm and blues so that's another step towards rhythm and blues and that makes it rock and roll yes
2: and how about drums don't true rockabilly bands not use drums
3: well, um, Bill Haley started the form in 1952, and uh, and he did not have a drummer uh, at that time. But his first uh, hire, when he started uh, making a few more bucks, was a drummer. And um, after that, after he started having his uh, first hit records, his next hire was a sax player. So in a sense... Uh, uh, Bill Haley not only uh, invented rockabilly, but also the northern school of rock and roll. Um, Elvis Presley started off uh, being backed by uh, a bass and um, and a uh, lead guitar. Um, but by the fourth record, uh, he acquired a drummer. Um so uh, actually, so, so drummers uh, actually did come from black music, it's true, but uh, still cl- considered rockabillies.
2: Janice Martin, how successful was she? Were there any female rockabillies that were successful? Was she the most successful female rockabilly artist? And who did she pass the torch on to?
3: Well, there was only two uh, women that had uh, hits with rockabilly records. As I discussed, um, her, her record of um, William William jumped up the charts to number 50 for one glorious week and then died and uh, disappeared with, without a trace. So there, she was the first uh, woman to have a, a hit rockabilly record. And then uh the next uh woman to have a hit rockabilly record was Wanda Jackson and it was kind of strange because she recorded the record in 1958 but it uh didn't become a hit record until uh it was re-released in, in 1960 and that's uh Let's Have a Party. Actually it was um the original title of the the cut was Party and it was um uh an Elvis cut that Elvis recorded for uh, one of those uh movies that he did back then but let's hear janice morton bang bang as
2: part of this little girl's gone rockin the first ladies of rock and roll 1953 to 1959 all on 45 all supplied by local record collector hedy J.
0: My heart for your heart, baby. Give you all my kisses to boot. I'll trade you my heart for your heart. Hug in the blue. i'll trade you my lips for your lips baby to give you all my hug in the blue.
6: Oh, so do you see, cause who baby's gone, yes, she's gone all the way, all the way, and when baby fell, well, she really fell like I knew she would someday. <laughs> The blue suede shoes drive a pink Cadillac and never sing the blues. They dance to a jukebox all night long. One glance and you'll say these cats are real gone. But ooh, baby loves him. Yes, yeah, she loves him all, all the way, all the way. And when baby fell, but well, she really fell like I knew she would
5: someday.
6: To see, ooh, baby loves him. Yes, yeah, she loves him all the way, all the way. And when baby fell, but well, she really fell like I knew she would someday.
2: Still listening to the Nardwar, the human serviette radio show, with special (laughs) guest DJ... Hey, DJ! What are we doing here today on an Ardwar Human Serviette radio show? It's the first ladies of rock and roll. These little girls are gone rockin'. 53 to 59. We began way off the top there. I just want to say right off the top, we began with some Janice Martin Bang Bang. And I played you the new updated version of Bang Bang by Jesse J. What do you think about that, Ed?
3: Well, I think it was much more outrageous back in September of 1958 than... Uh, than anything you can do these days because by this time, I think we heard
2: it all. And skipping to what we just heard, what did we just hear on an Ardward Human Serviette radio show?
3: That was Wait a Minute by Joanne Campbell. Uh, She was born July 20th, 1938 in Jacksonville, Florida. So in October 1957, she was 19 years old. And guess what? She played at uh, Harlem's apollo theater in 1956 um uh, and she was a songwriter and uh, one of the first uh, rock and roll gal songwriters she also uh, played uh, dick clark's american bandstand she was in the movie johnny be good she had three hot 100 hits uh, in the in the uh, 60s actually she got a lot of interesting records in in the in the 50s uh, none of which were hits Uh, certainly none of them, uh, got played in Vancouver, but guess what? Wait a minute was a hit in Toronto and it was a top 20 hit charting at number 17, uh, that was recorded for the gone record company. I believe they were from New York and, uh, the previous record to that was, uh, Jackie DeShannon and that was also recorded for gone. That one came out in uh, August of '57. And and Jackie was born August 21st, 1944. So in August uh, of uh, 57, she was a mere 13 years old. I'm just looking at that. Yeah, 13 years old. Imagine. And that um, I'll Be True was uh, a Faye Adams uh, cover. Faye Adams uh, had a huge R&B hit with the original Shake a Hand and uh Jackie DeShannon, of course, she had fifteen hot one hundred hits. And um and uh she was one of the first uh singer songwriters. Uh, she teamed up in the early days with Sharon Sheely, who was Eddie Cochran's girlfriend. Um Which there's a Canadian connection there too, isn't there? Well, sort of obliquely, a uh, guy from Lethbridge was uh, dating uh, Sharon's uh, sister and uh, became buddies with um, Eddie Cochran. Who was that, Norwood? The gentleman that also wrote some surf hits. Mm-hmm, yeah, Moondog. Oh. Dairy Weaver, Berry Weaver, um, and a couple other pseudonyms as well. Uh, was hanging around British Columbia not so long ago, but has since passed away. And, of course, uh, getting back to Jenny, uh, Jackie DeShannon, uh, she had a couple of huge, huge hits. Put a little love in your heart, and what the world needs now is love.
2: And on that record, it's Jackie D.,
3: Yes, that came up as by Jackie D, and uh, her real name is neither D nor DeShannon. And I, I, I tried to find it on the Internet, but uh, I couldn't find it quickly, so I just let it go. <clears throat> At any rate, um, oh, I can tell you that, um, you know, one time um, uh, her first record came up on ebay and and the the seller says oh this record in such bad shape i threw it in the garbage and then i i pulled it out i thought maybe somebody would want it and he offers it on ebay it's the only copy i've ever seen it's super rare and it went for like i don't know 400 bucks or something In really trashy shape well before that we had baby loves him by wanda jackson and you know um I met first met Wanda uh, in '01. i I've talked to her uh three occasions. One time I was uh, on Nordware, the Human Serviettes radio show, and we interviewed her live on air. Um, she had five hot 100 hits, and uh, but, you know, she's a country queen. She had 30 country and western hits. And, of course, uh, she was one of the only two girls to have a, a hit record with a rockabilly. Um, pretty interesting. Her backup band in the fifties was Bobby Poe and the Poe Boys, and what made it interesting was the piano player, Big Al Downing, who was a black man. So uh, she did that whole trip touring through the the southern uh, United States, trying to sneak uh, Al in the, the back of hotels and stuff like that. She was born uh, October twentieth, nineteen fifty seven. When I met her in in oh one, I'm uh, that was in um, Las Vegas. I got invited to a uh, private little soiree for her, uh, courtesy of my pal in Tacoma, Don Kirsch. And uh, I, I got to talking to her for about five minutes, but I just had her all to myself, and I, I showed her um, a Canadian copy of Let's Have a Party, and I told her that uh, it was number one in Vancouver, BC, Canada, and, you know, that... that um, Kind of, I, I thought maybe it would have an impact but but she took it in stride <clears throat> and then i pulled out uh, baby loves him and i told him oh that, this is my favorite wanda jackson record and she said oh i wrote that myself and i said no no that makes it more special for me and she says "Oh, let me tell you who i wrote it for and i said stop don't tell me you wrote it for elvis and she says you're right and uh, she, and then she autographed the next uh, item, Love Ya, Wanda Jackson. And Eddie J
2: on an Ardwar to Human Serviette radio show as part of This Little Girl's Gone Rockin', the first ladies of rock and roll, 1953 to 1959. And now you have the Collins kids coming up with an autograph.
3: Yeah, I, my, my uh, sleeve is autographed just the way the, the um, Wanda Jackson sleeve was autographed. Now, you're a
2: true record collector, Ed, because you won't have the artists autograph the actual record, will you? Like, I saw you in action. Here you are, right in front of Jerry Rosalie, lead screamer of the Sonics, one of your favorite bands of all time, Ed, and... He can autograph the record, the original copy, and you get him to autograph the original copy on the actual label.
3: What do you do? I have him autograph the sleeve because uh, my, my thought is I might upgrade the record. So, you know, I want to keep the sleeve, uh, uh, just, uh, you know. Uh, but you know, I might not want to keep the records. So yeah. So here I, I've got the the Collins kids autographing the sleeve. Uh, I saw them back in uh, when was that? About 003, I think. And uh, also in uh, Las Vegas on. Uh, What do they call that? It was like the Las
2: Vegas Grind, Las Vegas Shakedown, Las Las Vegas Rockabilly Weekends they've had. Yes,
3: Rockabilly Weekends, that's right. So they were born uh, Lauren Seen and Lawrence Collins. Um, Lauren Seen on May 7th 42 and uh, Larry uh, on October 4th, 1944. Um, Laurie's first boyfriend was Ricky Nelson and ricky nelson's first girlfriend was laurie collins and uh she appeared on the ozzy and harriet tv show and uh, played ricky's girlfriend isn't that weird and uh she was she married at 17 to johnny cash's manager who was 42 years old at the time and from then larry went on his own and kind of got lost and lost his way real good and became a an alcoholic, and thought, what my God, what has happened to me? But looking at them
2: up on stage, maybe you can set the stage for what they looked like on stage, because quite interesting, wasn't it?
3: Well, they were just young kids, you but know. But Larry had a um, huge guitar, a double neck? Yes, uh, I was just going to get to that. Um, Larry's mentor was uh, Joe Maphis, and uh, like Joe Maphis, Larry played a double neck uh, Maserat guitar. Uh, he was a guitar whiz at at age 10. When we hear that um, guitar ride, uh, that's Larry playing guitar. Um, they were born in Pretty Water, Oklahoma. And they never had a hit record. This is a, this is just amazing. They did so much TV. If you go on the internet, you can just find live sh- uh, shots of them playing on all, all these different uh, TV shows. Uh, town Hall Party. They were there every Saturday for, I don't know, a couple of years. They were on Tex Ritter's Ranch Party. And yet they had no Hot 100 hits, no Country and Western hits. They had no hits at all. Zero. You know, I was at Don Kirsch's place in uh, Uh, Oh, that was about 1978. And a guy, um, let's see if I can remember his name, Henderson, uh, from uh, Olympia, Washington, was telling me and Don about some rockabillies. And then he told us about the Collins kids. And, of course, I was junk in Seattle the next day, and I found this very copy the very next day. So, actually, you know, it's kind of funny. Don Kirsch becomes a huge uh, Collins kid's. Fan, and uh, actually, he brought them to Seattle. He brought Wanda to Seattle. That's how he got so close to Wanda. And um, yeah, so I had uh, I had the uh, Collins Kids record before then, and And, and uh, let's see, what am I trying to say? Esteemable Don Kirsch of of uh, Tacoma, who was a, a rockabilly girls fan, I might add. So here we go with the Collins Kids. With this is Hoy Hoy from February
2: 58. As part of This Little Girl's Gone Rockin', the first ladies of rock and roll, mainly rockabilly. 53 to 59, maybe plus one, with special guest DJ... DJ!
0: Well, I dreamed of heaven in the summer, baby, baby. Ooh, I dreamed of heaven and the summer, baby, baby. He had pretty white
6: teeth and cold black, that hair.
0: Because I'm old enough to check, old enough.
1: That's a love, chills and pain, that's a love, to give yourself right from the start, and then end up with a broken heart, Hmm, baby, that's a love, to hold him near, that's a love, to call him dear, that's a love, to tell him everything's all right, and then shed tears all through the night. That's a love, sitting all by yourself, waiting to hear him call, knowing he's with someone else, still you're waiting to give your all, a ring on the phone, (sighs) your heart gives a little shove, that's a love, that's a love, to crave his eyes, that's a love, to need his size, that's a love. When he says you've got his heart, baby, he's yours, you never part. Mm, baby, that's love. Sitting all by yourself, waiting to hear him call. Knowing he's with someone else, still you're waiting to give your all. A ring on the phone, <gasps> your heart gives a little show. <laughs> That's love. That's a love. To crave his eyes. That's a love. To need his size. That's a love. When he says you got his heart, baby, he's yours, you never part. Hmm, baby, that's a love. That's love. Oh yes, that's love. That's right. That's love. Mm-hmm. That's a love. I am I
2: you're still listening to the Nardwar, the human serviette radio show with special guest DJ, Crazy. And Ed, you're saying I should just leave you in the station and you should keep bringing out the records. Just hang out here, Ed, please, all the time, because you're doing a great job on This Little Girl's Gone. Gone a rockin'. The first ladies of rock and roll. 53 to... Well to 59. And what did we just hear right there at J? Well,
3: well, we heard um, a pop chantreuse that was uh, Connie Francis born Constance uh, Fran Connor Arrow Brand take a run at it, Connor Arrow. Con, Conero, Conero, there I got it. Uh, on December 12, 1938, in Bellevue, New Jersey, she had 56 Hot 100 hits. She had three number ones. Mostly she was a uh, pop balladeer, but uh, she did uh, some other, um, some upbeat uh, poppers. Um, her biggest hit was a country and Western song started off as country and Western song. Um, let we'll me see if I can remember that. What was, what was that? Um, <gasps> I think i forgot. It doesn't matter. Anyway, we just played uh, Plenty Good Lovin', which was from August 54. It was uh, uh, small on uh, the Hot uh, 100. It was number 69 for seven weeks. Uh, The flip side is some kind of ballad that was top 40. But in Vancouver, BC, Canada, Plenty Good Lovin' was number 14 on C-Fund. So we liked it pretty good. And the reason I chose it was because Connie wrote it. So that was pretty unusual because she wasn't uh, much of a writer. And before that...
2: A we- song that I screwed up on slightly, a big build-up for a Vancouver tune, and I played the wrong side. Now, does that say something about if you played a wrong side? Shouldn't both
3: sides be killer? Uh, no. Um, um, No. Actually... Um, Actually, the, the the Secret of Love, which you started to play there, was written by Al Hassan, who wrote some interesting things and did some weird stuff, too. <laughs> but that wasn't weird at all, was it? No, but anyway, uh, they, actually, that was um, the first... Um, person, female person from Vancouver, B.C., Canada to record a rock and roll song. That came out in Jan, uh, January fifty eight, and uh, Yvonne that, Munster's DiCarlo. Oh, I was going to say that was Peggy Middleton. Doesn't that mean she's related to the Queen? Uh, but yes, yeah, she's a different kind of Queen. She was the original Morticia uh, from the Munster's. Uh, she had a six-decade career. She was born in September 22nd um, in um, West Point, Gray, Vancouver, B.C., Canada. Canada. The Munsters. And she died uh, January 8, 2007 in Woodland Hills, Los Angeles, California. She was an actress, a singer, and a dancer. And before that... And we, actually,
2: regarding Yvonne Carlo, we also are graced by the presence of Robin Cup awata from the rock and roll band cup and uh, cub and i am spoonbender and robin was wondering because she's in the studio here today about singing actresses you know was she an actress that was singing was she a singer that was an actress and you were saying that a lot of the actresses did singing
3: that's right because uh, you know they they say that um if you got one talent On um, on video, on uh, YouTube, uh, singing Dark Moon, and she wasn't even playing rhythm guitar. She had a, a rhythm guitar player and a lead guitar player uh, backing her up on, at that time. But uh, on that cut, she was playing lead guitar. And
2: right now, Ed, to end the Nardwarta Human Serviette Radio Show, we're going to play a couple tracks. Not sure how many we'll get to, but Linda and the Epics and Mimi
3: Roman. Yep, just uh, some real obscure things. If we get to play another one, that'll be Betty Joe's star, and these are just super obscure.
2: Anything else you want to add to the people out there at all, Ed Lasko, about this little girl's gone rockin', the first ladies of rock and roll, 53 to 59. Why should people care about the first ladies of rock and
3: roll? Well, why wouldn't they? These are the staff rockers. When did you first hear your first girl rocker? Oh, well, I guess that would have been way back in the 50s sometime. I don't, I don't know who that might have been. Uh, of course, Connie Francis had a huge hit with um, uh, Neil Sedaka's song called Stupid, Stupid Cupid. Everybody heard that. You know, one of my favorite songs of 1957 was a Bonnie guitar song called Mr. Fire
2: Eyes. Anything else you want to add about Linda and the Epics? Or these? You don't know too much about
3: these, do you? Don't know anything about them. They're just super obscure. Um, I, I really love my Distaff rockers, and uh, Lindy and, and the Epics is uh, the latest into the fold, and I'm just crazy about this one. Hope you like it too.
2: Well, thanks so much for coming out to the Nardwater Human Serviette Radio Show, Ed. Really appreciate you curating and bringing out all these 45s. You've been playing these 45s live here too on the Nardwari Human Serviette Radio Show. This little girl's gone rocking. Thank you, Ed Lasko. The First Ladies of Rock and Roll 53 to 19. 19-
3: Fifty. Nine, my mic isn't on. Yes, it is on. It is on? Yes. Well do
2: do do doo. Uh no, actually do doo do. doo. Do. <laughs> do, do.
0: But it-